You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. We were practicing this morning, and I did not realize this. Um, playing these songs, I did not realize this. But as, as we went through it this morning, I realized very, very quickly that the Lord was... He had orchestrated these songs in such a way that if you believe what you were singing, you are ready to receive what He has for you this morning. Um, I mean, this is... And this is big, and it built up to this singular point. Um, this bridge of nothing is impossible for you. You hold my world in your hands and us recognizing that truth, but then also standing in this belief that nothing is impossible for him. Do you believe that? Don't sing it if you don't believe it. And we can't go forward with this morning if you don't believe it. So if you say yes, then you're in trouble, okay? Uh, That's between you and the Lord if you're lying, okay? Um, And then great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Is that the testimony of your heart this morning? That that's where you stand. That's what you believe. And that's your dedication to the Father. And then this. Oh, man, this this got me. We've been singing this song for a long time, but it, it has it. A new meaning, and that's just what the Lord's in the nature of doing. But we have heard the sound of a mighty rushing wind. Holy Spirit, let the fire and the glory begin. This morning, you guys know Randy talked about it last week, but you know that we are heading for the fire. That the Lord's vision, the Lord's proclamation is truth over the season, that there will be a fire built, and we're building it for what he's doing. So this morning is going to be a little bit unique. They're all unique. Um, But this is not as much of a sermon as it is. I'm just going to stand up here and prophesy over you. Y'all all all right with that? Uh, We're going to have scripture. We're going to have all the good stuff to make up a good sermon, you know. Um, We're going to have some scripture, but as I was preparing for this, I was trying really, really hard to make this fit in a sermon's format. You know, we've got to Build up with the intro, get some scripture in there, okay? Bring home the point, right? Then back it up with some evidence and then do something emotional there in the end. Um, it's just, I'm already crying, so we're not doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got things out of order. Uh, that's what you get, okay? Uh, so we're gonna, I'm just gonna prophesy over you because the Lord has everything that I, that I share this morning is for you. It's spoken over this house, but it is for you individually because you're a member of this house. You're a member of this body. So it is for your life. And as as Randy was speaking last week, there were a lot of things going on um, in me. And, uh, oh, there's a lot. But the Lord was reminding me He kept bringing these moments to mind that seemed insignificant in my life. 
but were moments where he's like, this is where I have established you for such a time as this right now. Things that seemed totally random until last week when I was sitting in that chair and the Lord was like, do you see why I wouldn't allow you to do this? You know, there was a, a moment when I was young where I just found myself not, not in an angry, judgmental way, but definitely anger from the Lord where it's like, this is not what he had intended. And I could not find myself, I, I couldn't allow myself to associate with a denomination. I remember I was really young, I was in high school, and this is, I was saved, but I didn't know the Lord. I didn't know the Holy Spirit. I didn't walk with the Holy Spirit. I was going on a mission trip because it's what they said you were supposed to do in high school, okay? So we're in Galveston, Texas, and we're working on this, and it was a Methodist church that I went with, and we were working on another Methodist church. And I'm sitting in there listening to this pastor share about how grateful they are, not for our help, but for the Methodist brothers and sisters that came and helped. And not, again, not judgmental on this person, but I felt clearly a shift in my heart where it's like, nope, not, not going to do that. It just made me mad. Like, wait, why are we, why are we alienating ourselves to that point to where it's, it's one denomination that can help the other? It's one denomination can, can do this, one denomination can do that, but we got to stay separate. Where in the Bible does it say that we need to have all these different denominations because you disagree with a certain aspect of Scripture, and so God forbid you worship with anybody else? doesn't exist. I didn't understand that until sitting in there, seeing where he was taking us. If we're going to be a church for this community, how can we be a church under a denomination? If we're going to be a, a pillar for the next great move of God in West Texas, it, no, in the world... We just happen to be located in West Texas. How can we associate with a denomination and say, this is who we are and this is what we believe? No, no, no. Jesus is perfect theology and he is who I believe in. He is who I put my faith in. Not any, not any name that we find outside the church. So I, I felt that. And, and this one you're free to disagree with me on, but he's never allowed me to be associated with an ism. Calvinism and Armenianism, whatever, uh, keeps a lot of people busy. It seems like they're just kind of chasing their tail a little bit. But the last time I checked, I personally, maybe you're better at it, and that's, I mean, that's probably true. Um, but I am not very good at defining God by five points. I can't hold the creator of the universe in the palm of my hand of understanding. Just doesn't work for me. Wouldn't be attached and I'm telling you guys this for this point that the Lord established us in what he's doing next a long time ago. And there are moments in your story, I believe the Lord is going to refresh you in these. He's going to show you these moments where you didn't understand what was really going on in the greater picture. You thought it was a smaller lesson, maybe, but that he'll bring to the forefront of your mind, recognizing so that you would understand that you are fully equipped for what he's bringing next. And you've been established in this move of God. And then this, this is my favorite. Randy preached on Matthew 5, 14 through 16 uh, last week. And I don't know if you've noticed, but if you're driving on 303 into town, that's on a sign as you come in. And I was, uh, we lived, Sarah and I lived in Leveland when we first moved out here for a year and a half or ish. Um, and so every morning when I'd commute into work, I'd commute in on 303, and I'd read that sign, and something about it just jumped in me. 
And you guys know this, living in West Texas, if you're driving at night, um, you can pretty much point out each city that's ahead of you. That's Leveland, there's Sundown, there's Plains, there's ropes way over there. You can do it because the lights are shining. But I remember, man, that resonated so, uh, so passionately in me that we are a city set on a hill, a light that cannot be hidden. Yeah, that's us. And the Lord proclaimed that and established that. Whoever's heart it was to put that sign out there, he established it for such a time as this. That you would recognize the truth of what the Lord is leading us into. That you are that light. And I love that Randy spoke on this last week in relation to the fire that the Lord is building. And I'm telling you, the whole time I'm sitting there, and as Randy is talking about what he's seen for the next ministry, which can we just talk about how cool that is? That our current pastor is prophesying and sharing what the Lord has shown for the next pastor? Whoa. And that he's embracing that vision now? We're not waiting for May 1st when I take over to build the fire. Our current pastor's like, come on. He's walking under that anointing as well to build the fire. But the whole time when he's talking about this, I'm just sitting there saying, and you chose me? Not in a doubtful way. Not in a fearful way. Overwhelmed with humility and honor like I've never felt before in my life. You've chosen me for such a time as this. And I was seeing as he was talking about light. And as we're studying what light is. And he he talked about how scientists are now able to discover that the universe is still expanding. That when the Lord said, let there be light, it hadn't stopped. It's still going. The Lord showed me, and I, I can't make sense of what I saw. You know, Ibby, it's really funny. If you ever want to pick her brain about what she sees in the Spirit, it's trippy. Um, but when she's drawing, she doesn't see colors that exist in our world. Don't exist here. That, my brain hurts, and I start smoking out my ears when I try to think about that for too long. Um, so what I was seeing in the Spirit the expansion of light that is currently existing in the universe he's releasing here. That his kingdom was going to explode and expand at the speed of light in West Texas. And we know that the speed of light starts with a big bang. And it was like the Lord was just like, West Texas was just right there and the Lord was just punching it. Each one of these was a big bang and every punch, every, every punch was a release of freedom, love, Grace, mercy, and these big bangs were just happening all over the place. And where that big bang is, the expansion of light is. Where the expansion of light is, the establishment of his kingdom is. And so I was seeing that over and over again. And that he was, he was showing me this, that all will be consumed by the speaking of let there be light. And again, the whole time I'm sitting there just thinking, and you chose me? Again, not doubtful, just overwhelmed. And so I'm wondering, do you think about yourself like that? When I share all those things, are you sitting there thinking, and you chose me? Or do you, do you see yourself a part of this, or do you see yourself outside of it? This is big for our next steps. You've got to see yourself a part of this, because he chose you. If you're sitting right here this morning, he chose you. And you're a small group. There's a lot that he chose. We exist in this day and age, so therefore those that exist in this day and age, he chose. 
for this, for this vision that he's leading us into. Go ahead and turn to Acts 2, 42 through 47. Um, this is a uh, favorite of mine. Um, as we look at the first glimpse of the church, of the Christian church, with the Holy Spirit. Um, and as you're turning there, I just want to ask you these questions and bring you back to the promises that the Lord has spoken over this church. I'm, I'm really wondering, have you grasped yet what we're entering into? The Lord has spoken in the last few months, really the last few years, we're going to look at a lot of this stuff, but He's spoken that promises, this is the day that promises will be answered, forgotten promises will be answered. That we will be a people rising from glory to glory with no steps back or hesitation. We're only moving forward. Not this Christian mentality where we got to take two steps back before we can take one step forward. We're only moving forward. The Lord will not allow us to move back. We're made from glory to glory to glory. That we will be a people, as Jay shared, we'll be a people that are hungry for more of God because we operate from a place of fullness, not towards fullness. But because we see ourselves in fullness in the completion of what the Lord has done in us, we yearn for Him even more. We have passion for Him even more. We hunger for Him even more. And that all of our communities, and this is a big one, we've shared this, but the Lord really was driving this home this week, is that in our communities, this body would be their place of hope. That when they encounter hard circumstances, trials and tribulations, their first thought would be this group of people. Because of who we represent and who we walk in obedience to. Not because of anything that we do, but because we operate in obedience to God. And that we would be we would be a part of establishing the kingdom in our communities as light was and is being established. And that we will be those that run out to meet the prodigal sons and daughters that are coming home. The Lord spoke that he was building a highway of holiness several years ago. Some of you will remember that. Who do you think he was making that for? Prodigal sons and daughters to come home, and we're going to be the ones that run out to meet them. So let's look at Acts 2, 42 through 47 very quickly. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those that were being saved. So do you see yourself like that? Do you see yourself fitting into that? We see individuals operating in their individual story and then this beautiful thing of Verse 45, when they came together corporately and operated in obedience together, it changed the community entirely. Do you see yourself functioning in that? That's what we have is the first glimpse of the church. They received the Holy Spirit. Peter spoke one sermon. Boom. Church. 
exploded and it changed the community that they inhabited. Turn now with me to 1 Peter 2. And while you're turning there, I just want you to listen to this about yourself. For you were formed in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were, were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Why I wanted to read that is I just want you to recognize that he chose you for such a time as this. He chose us for such a time as this. I want you sitting there with that same thought in your head that you chose me, not in doubt, but with humility and honor. Man, that's a cool feeling when you feel the cloak of honor just saturating you from the Lord. 1 Peter 2. Verse 4, as you came to him, a living stone rejected by man, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house. Listen to this, to be holy, a holy priesthood, to offer, offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you... Are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. And once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. Yeah. I love, and it makes sense now. Again, this is one of those points, but I love in Scripture when it talks about us being members of one another, of us being each other's, being this tribe that we're now a part of, this unity that we now share in Christ Jesus. And in this passage, we see two people. We see those that stumble because they walk in disobedience and those that walk in the fullness of who God has called them to be. So which are you? It's not a trick question I'm going to tell you, so don't worry. Just sit there and hold tight. I'm going to tell you who you are. I'm not going to give you room to be the other. You don't get to be the one that stumbles. This is what I'm proclaiming over you. You are chosen for right now. You are chosen. Come argue with me all you want. I will not move from that point. You are chosen. You are royalty. You are a holy nation. We are a holy nation. We are a people that belong to him. He is ours and we are his. Period. 
And we have been given the authority to proclaim the excellencies of him who has called us into this marvelous light. You have been given that authority. You get to do that now. You get to proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you into this marvelous light. And man, I want to see the fullness of his marvelous light released here. I want to see what that looks like. I want to see the fullness of the marvelous light released in this place. So, as Randy talked about last week, um, it's time to build a fire. That, that's the vision. But how many of you know that you can't shepherd a vision? You can only shepherd his people within the vision. So what does that mean? That means I'm about to zero in on you. Specifically. If, we're to, if we are to build a fire and I have to shepherd you, then what are you? You're those flames. You're the individual flame. We're, we're, uh, we're no strangers to, to fires out here, right? If you drive in on 303 right now, there's still a black spot in the road from a fire. How do most, most of those get started? Right? I'm not calling you a cigarette. That's not what I'm saying. That's besides the point. Okay? Don't, don't go there. All right? That's not what I'm saying. You're not cigarettes. But that tiny little thing lights that fire. Now, here's the cool thing is, though individually we are a small flame, that doesn't mean that we are without power without authority, without significance. That's not what I'm saying. But when you are lit and you are that fire, that individual fire, does it take a lot to set a bonfire ablaze? No, it doesn't. So can you imagine if we're all lit and we gather in this place? That's what I'm saying. You are those individual flames that when we come together, we build that fire. Again, not little in might or power or significance, but the individual flames that will ignite the fire that will consume the land. Are you receiving this? That's what I'm telling you, you are. Not because I thought it's a good idea. That's what the Lord said that you are. I just said, okay, I'll tell him. You got to receive that this morning. If you sang those songs this morning... There needs to be a yes in your heart for everything we're speaking over you right now. There has to be. And if there's not right now, fix it. Refuse to live in a no. Refuse it. And then it's done. It's as simple as saying yes to what we're speaking right now. Say yes. And there are some of you that know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that there's a fire in you. There are some in here, I've had conversations with some in here, you can't be around them without the temperature increasing. You know they're a fire. There's vision. Within this vision, there are small visions, these individual visions, and they are on fire and they just cannot stop. When does a fire stop consuming? When we put stuff in the way. The Lord's removed all things that would stop this fire from consuming all in its path. So I'm telling you to burn. 
this passion, this vision of what's next for this house, that those of you that are already feeling that fire that you're seeing, like I said earlier, Randy's operating under that right now. Don't wait, burn. Do not wait, burn. If you have vision for where this house is to go, bring it. Come on, because we're ready now. We don't need to wait for a time. We're not taking steps back. We're only taking steps forward. That includes right now. Turn to Romans 12. You know, I've, I've said this, but I'm going to say it again. Randy and I are not sitting and waiting for May 1st to begin shepherding what the Lord is revealing. We are ready now. We want it now. We are ready now. We are excited now. And that's the beauty of this transition. Oh my gosh, it's the beauty. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. That we get to only take steps forward and no steps back. That what the Lord has been releasing here for years and years will continue. And guess what? Randy's not going anywhere. He's going to be with you in this congregation, building that fire, continuing the vision. So this is exciting. Romans 12, verse 4. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in serving the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortion, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Now come over here to chapter 13, verse 12. We read this last week. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So, let, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. The night is gone. Far gone. And the day is at hand. You, your flame is so significant because it's the only one that exists. You are the only you that has ever existed or will ever exist. So the significance of you to function and who God has called you to be right now is immense. It's beyond what we can comprehend. You were set apart in His heart from the beginning of time for this moment. And what He has released in you, what He has given you authority to release in this earth is of great significance. And it is for right now. It's not for later, it is for right now. You know, and this is another thing that the Lord has shown me. So believe this, because it's coming. But the Lord is bringing us to a level of glory where we are known by our identities and not our names. 
We have this, this ministry, this deliverance ministry that Randy, that the Lord just birthed in Randy and, and Kendall and, and all these people that have come before. And, and we are seeing it in such an overwhelming capacity change the world around us. And it all started with that, that moment where Jacob was wrestling the Lord and said that he refused to let go and still he blessed, until he blessed him. What did he bless him with? He blessed him with identity. You will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. And he was therefore known as Israel, not Jacob anymore. The Lord is bringing us to that, where when people see you, they would see the identity that you carry, the peace of the Father's heart that exists in you, that you have been specifically designed to carry into all the earth. That's what they'll see. That when they look at us, they see the Father clearly and specifically attributes of who He is in you and only that. But you got to burn, man. You got to burn. You know, I don't, I don't know what this time we're entering into is supposed to look like. Like I said, this is an odd enough Sunday anyways. Um, but I'm just asking you, genuinely asking you, are you ready to build the fire? Don't shake your head yes if you're unsure. We can come talk about it some more. But I'm telling you, if you are ready right now, then when we sing, you ask the Lord to bring it. And you believe from here on out, that's what we're doing. You allowed the Lord to release in you the fullness of all that he has for those around you. And you allow him to in you to burn and set everything on fire that you touch. We're building a fire. And we've talked about what the attributes of this fire will be. But really, it's just the establishment of the kingdom of God like we've never seen before. That's all it is. You are chosen. You are royalty. You are the flame that will build the fire. Believe it with me. And let's see what the Lord does. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.